Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I've just pulled in the car into the side of the road. I'm in the wilds of Wicklow. I think it's one of... Oh, it's one of the loveliest places in Ireland. Well, it's one of the loveliest places on the East Coast. And I'm trying to find Collie Ennis's new home because he has moved here. Yeah, he's got a little pad out in the countryside. So Google Maps is telling me it is four minutes away. So fingers crossed. Hey there, everybody. Greetings from the wild of Wicklow. And I'm glad that you can join me on this adventure to find out where Collie Ennis now lives. He's moved out of Dublin. And heads up for this particular episode. On this day, I decided to take with me a brand new microphone that I hoped to try out. And as you'll hear, I failed miserably to do anything good with this microphone. There's quite a bit of wind noise on there that I tried to get rid of and couldn't. So normal service will resume with the regular microphones for the next episode. And in the meantime, we hope you enjoy this one. I'm seeing ponds. I'm seeing ponds. I'm seeing quail. This is definitely Kalianis's house. <laughs> so excited. Wrong side. It's so posh this place. It's got multiple entrances. <laughs> Look at you, Lord of the Manor. Squire Ennis. Squire Ennis. It yeah. is fabulous. What do you think of the view? Oh my God. Oh, here's one of my house martins. Oh yeah. There's one, yes. Amazing. And look at you in your man bun. Rocking a man oh, bun. Oh, yes. Uh, well, there's no, ha no hairdressers open, so I can't help it. There you go. I'm so happy for you. Okay. It, re it really is countryside. Yeah. But it's close enough to the town yeah. to get in now. Yeah. So it's like not you're, too you're bad. Just, you're really into Blessington really quickly over that lovely bridge. and Perfect. It's fabulous. It really is perfect. Well done, you. I'm so delighted. A lot of hard graft. Oh, God, yeah. And I was just saying, as I drove in, I saw quails. I saw ponds. <laughs> I thought, okay, this is the <laughs> That's the right one, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking today we might talk about ponds. Yeah. An interesting yeah. little chat about them because I'm in the middle of building them. Yeah. I suppose we've talked about what's in them before. Yeah. But the actual construction of them because it's a great summer project. If anyone's listening, they want to do it. Now's the time to kind of yeah. get your shovel out. And I mean, I'm looking at the, the pond, the small pond. That's sort of like a ditch pond that you put in. It looks like it's been there forever. Yeah. That's a real skill. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's good when you can do it, when you can make it look like it's, it's, yeah. it's been natural. And so yeah, you can see behind me, I've got all these tall trees behind the house, which are a bit scary, but we just, <laughs> I got them checked. They're not going to fall down. Right. 
I don't want to chop them anyway because they're home to bats. I saw an owl here. Really? Yeah. Did you? Um, so first got, of all, tell me where we are. Oh, we're in, uh, we're just outside Manacle in Wicklow. And it's the proper countryside. Uh, I have a massive back garden to work with, which is which has been my dream since I was a kid. Squire Ennis, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, it's you mental. The quail food. have been upgraded to a new mansion. I, yeah, it's just great to see them. They're having, They're having a great beautiful. time. Um, yeah, I've started filling out garden paths. Um, I'm making a wildfire meadow up here beside a vegetable patch. Uh, there's a lot of trees. Somebody loved this garden. Yeah. Deeply loved this garden yeah. about 20 years ago, but let it go into disrepair over the years. I think the house was rented out. So I'm not going to take anything away because if you look at this tree, this is Darwin's bramble, I think it's called. It's a beautiful it's orange a beautiful coloured orange flower. Plant. And I look at that big bumblebee on there right there's now. There's billions of bumblebees on every morning and they're all the queens at this time of year. Yeah. So they're all out. So stuff like that. A lot of people kind of come into these spaces and like to chop them away. Why but do they do why, that? Why like would you do it? It's, it's, it's luscious already, and beautiful. So what this garden needs is just a little bit of direction. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great because we have lots of subjects to talk about over the process. <laughs> and one of the things, when you said what we talk about today, I'm, you know, passionate about my amphibians and ponds. And the first thing I always do if I move it anywhere <laughs> is start digging. So this is the first of my ponds I put in. Well, can I just say that you moved in here on a Thursday and by Tuesday you had this pond in. <laughs> had a pond in, That's yeah. That's like mad. In a, in a couple of days. Looks like it's been there forever though. Yeah. I think, I think people get intimidated by ponds because it sounds like you have to dig a small swimming pool in your backyard. Yeah, garden. and this is um, just like a couple of inches deep, isn't it? Exactly, and, and this is an ideal pond for amphibians. So it's about six foot long, it's about a foot and a half wide, Yeah. and it's about four or five inches deep at its most part, but mainly about two inches deep. And that's, that sounds very odd. Um, I'll put a picture on the... On the, uh, the the link with the podcast but uh, it sounds very odd but it actually looks like a small drainage ditch which, yeah, which you'll find a lot around in the countryside yeah and these are constantly used by amphibians and i had this space between the tarmac of the driveway and uh, the rest of the garden and it was just lying there so i just put a bit of pond liner in uh, dug it down to the, the, the shallow depth put some pond liner in and then collected weeds in inverted commas from the garden while i was weeding the garden i collected all those weeds and the mosses that i was taking away from the ornamental side of the garden yeah put them in a bucket kept them watered and then just planted them right the way around the outside with a couple of stones to keep them in place of the pond and it makes it look like instantly that yeah. it's been there it for, really does. forever yeah. and it's just it's, it's beautiful it's, it's fully alive it's a really nice system of uh, doing it that i kind of learned by trial and error over the years and it's already after attracting some life so we have hoverflies laying their eggs wow. in straight already? away yeah God. one of the first animals to arrive will be hoverflies and they'll lay these uh, things their eggs and they hatch out into these horrible looking creatures called rat-tailed maggots so yeah they're, they're horrible name. <laughs> but they, they they turn into beautiful hoverflies so. <laughs> and yeah. you you have um a big sort of mason jar there with yes. something in it that I know is something pretty special. Yeah, come on, we have a look over here. So yeah, so this is um, this is. Uh, so it looks like dirty water. It looks like dirty water, it. but it's actually Daphne, uh, Daphne from uh, St Stephen's Green in uh, I'm at the Dumpling. Central Dublin. Yeah, in Central Dublin. 
And if, yeah. if you get a very fine mesh net from a pet shop, uh, if you're setting up a pond, what, what tends to happen is, because it's not a developed pond and the, the system hasn't been around for a long time, you'll get a thing called algal blooms. Yeah. I'm gonna stand up so you're not leaning over. Yeah. Uh, you'll get a thing called algal blooms, which basically turns your pond into a pea soup. Now, it's part of the natural process, but it'll take a long time for that to settle, and, and sometimes it can take years. So a way of dealing with that is to go down to your local ornamental pond or your local wildlife pond and get one of those fine nets mm. and swish it around, mm. dump it in the, the jar, and you'll see those tiny little microscopic fleas and other creatures. Tons of things running around. Tons, yeah, yeah, it's full of life. That is like a soup, actually. But uh, you'll see all these tiny microscopic, especially the uh, uh, the, the Daphne. Do I see little tadpoles? There's some tadpoles in there as well. Uh, but the Daphne is the one we're looking for. Yeah. Because they are filter feeders. They're mm -hmm. essentially freshwater plankton. And they will start uh, sieving out all that green algae as it develops. They'll also form the basis of the food chain for newt spawn, for uh, newt tadpoles, for fish for dragonflies, for everything. So it's a really good kickstart to your system to get them into your pond. Now a pond, as we were saying, doesn't have to be your your uh, your classic big hole in the ground. Yeah. If you've only a small garden like I did, mm -hmm. I had ponds that were the size of shoe boxes, ponds that were bigger. Um, and here's, an, here's a, a thing over here. If you walk up my garden path. <laughs> So these, these are the trays that people uh, keep stuff under their bed. Oh yeah. So you can store your, you'll get them in, uh, in places like Ikea and that. They're just big tubs. Yeah. These are black plastic, but you get them in clear plastic and all sorts of colours. And they're basically these tubs that slide under mm. your bed and you put your shoes in them. It's a metre and a half or, or, or something or, by yeah. a metre. So. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, a metre by a half a metre. Yeah. Uh, you can get them in various different sizes and they're for storing all, all, all your shoes or your your nefarious toys used around the bedrooms. <laughs> 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 what we, we we have no use for them in, the, in this new place. So um, what I'm going to do is use them as small raised ponds. Mm. So again, it's another system. So you can imagine this is just a, a plastic tub. Yeah. You can either sink it into the ground, or you can put it on top of the ground, put rocks all around it again, plant it up mm -hmm. with weeds and, and, and other plants that you don't want because that's their weeds are generally wild plants that yeah. are more uh, attractive for wildlife. Yeah. And they'll just grow in and it will become a, a, a natural pond fairly quickly. Again, if you just give it a quick uh, kickstart with some living soup from, a, from an existing <laughs> pond, it, it always helps. But it, it goes to show you there's a there's a you know something you wouldn't think could be a pond in Bird Commons. Yeah. Can easily be made into one. So it really doesn't have to be doesn't have to be the expensive route. You could do it with anything. I've seen people uh, we started campaigns to do this uh, a while ago and I've seen people making ponds out of Belfast sinks. You know the big white sinks that people have yeah. in their houses? I've seen people making Amazing. ponds out of kids' sand pits oh, yeah. that aren't used anymore. Yeah. Very creative. Uh, all sorts of creative uh, carry on. And the amount of life that that meter by a half meter would support. It's going to explode. I mean, yeah. people, again, small ponds, small water bodies like that are incredibly productive. They're the ones that animals tend to use, especially if you're looking to get frogs in, 
this is the ones they look for because they don't like big bodies of water with fish in yeah. them. They naturally kind of, they'll use them if they have to because they're quite, um, they're quite, uh, take advantage of wherever they can breed, you know, they're very versatile in their, in their breeding abilities, but they will prefer places that haven't got, uh, that haven't got fish in them. I find it, uh, I, I think I've been in the house twice since I moved out here to sleep. <laughs> I've been staying in the garden the whole time. Watch I sort of knew you would be. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's on a slope which makes building ponds a bit of a challenge. Right. Now I am going to do another pond with a pond liner, which would be the traditional way that a lot of people will do them. You either have preformed plastic ponds, uh, the big ones uh, that you get in garden centres, or you use a pond liner. And because it's on a slope, you have to get out your um, your spirit level and a big plank of wood <laughs> and dig down and straighten it out. Oh, look here, there's a fox path. Oh, really? I set up a trail cam to have a look and put a bit of chicken out to see who was, uh, who was around. So we got a fox on our first night, cool. um, a rat and a, a mouse. So yeah, <laughs> very, very exciting. <laughs> Trying to leave all the borders here and just gonna let them grow for Lovely wild grass, flowers. beautiful grass growing, yeah. 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 Nice and rich. The river that's down there is the Liffey that oh, flows yeah. all the way into Dublin. Yeah. Full of fish, which is fantastic. Um, and up around the, like it is a lot of plantation forest, but yeah. there's still a lot of wildlife. I've seen deer already and the bird life is spectacular. Wow. I'm actually gonna have to become a twitcher now because <laughs> it's just so many birds. It's like, I have to, my, uh, my board identification book is in my friend John's house, so I have to kind of dig that out. And yeah. I heard a cuckoo here. No. I haven't heard a cuckoo since I was in Africa, God. believe it or not. So this is the big pond. Okay. Now that's, that that's about, at the moment, it's about three meters across. Yeah. Um, and I've kind of taken the vegetation away. Uh, three meters squared, we'll say. That's what I'm looking at. I've got a five meter squared uh, underlay and liner coming. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to dig it, dig it out. Have a little bit of depth in the middle, but again, I'm going to keep it pretty shallow yeah. to fit in with the natural surroundings of here. It's not going to be a fish pond. It's going to be specifically for hopefully frogs and newts. I know there's frogs here because I had a trip down to the river today, and I was checking the pools beside the river. And I found a few tadpoles, so wow. I know they're around the area, which is fantastic. They've heard that you're in town, they, Polly. They're, they're, they're going to have a, a nice hotel to stay in. <laughs> my my board boxes are up already for, yeah. for breeding. Fantastic. Bat boxes are in the post. Brilliant. Um, do you want to see my stream? I, of course I would <laughs> see your stream. My solitary bee logs that I oh, had yeah. in now they're actually kind of getting interest. And they're because, beautiful looking as well, yeah. aren't they? So I, I, I collected a lot of logs over the years of especially when councils were cutting down trees, I thought it was a shame that looks to like waste a the wood. tree stump. And I see the holes there, is yeah. that where the bees are? Yeah, so I've drilled these holes and you can see they're already getting filled up, filled up with yeah. with bees working away and I'm so... Uh, God, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Just so much plant life. Extraordinary. Teacher, teacher, teacher. I think that's on the tits. Look at that sunlight coming down. Oh my God. Magical. So that's us finished up on the outside of the house and for this episode we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to um, 
Have a chat with somebody far, far away in the wilds of Scotland, in another country town in Scotland, Lockerbie. Um, a friend of ours, Jeff McQueen, has some interesting issues with his own garden and a duck. So we're going to head inside and try and hook up with Jeff McQueen on Zoom for some ducktails. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Look at you. Hello. Are, you. are you looking at us? I can see you. Look at you, Jeff. Look How are you? How are things? I'm good, thank you. How's yourselves? Collie's just moved into the countryside and you're you're a countryman. Uh, yeah, kind of. I'm in a village, but yeah, we're, we're definitely in the country. So welcome to the country, Collie. <laughs> How are you finding it? Can, can you see Collie's countryside out the window there yes, behind us? there you go. I, I can. It looks nice, man. Majestic eagles and... Have you got? It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I have to get used to it. You don't have eagles, do you? No, we we have buzzards and and but uh, yeah, my kid was like, "Is that an eagle?" But Jeff, you have a ducktail for us. <laughs> I, I have a ducktail, and we live uh, in a wee, a wee village called Eskdale Muir. And um, over the last sort of year, eighteen months, we've had um, a guy uh, come up here and inst like load up the countryside with loads of pheasants and ducks so he's sort of set up these kind of game shoots and loaded the town with pheasants and ducks and of course during covid times uh they haven't been able to come and shoot the pheasants and ducks so the whole village is just it's just strewn with birds everywhere and last week uh we were sort of just looking out the front window of the house and um uh, a mummy duck and a daddy duck were just wandering around the garden, so we thought nothing of it really. We saw them pick us pick a little fight with a, a crow. Uh, the crow had a peck at the mum, and the mum had a had a had a go at the crow. But then we thought nothing of it. And then later in the afternoon, wandering around the garden, 
just tucked into the corner of the front window of the house. Uh, there's the, the sort of ducks had scraped a little rudimentary nest, nothing fancy, basically just a, a dirty hole in the ground, and there was a big white egg in there. So we were like, oh, Christ. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so so there was a duck egg, and we were just like, brilliant. So let's... Uh, uh, the front garden was a thing that we were supposed to be fixing this summer. Uh, the, the plan was to tidy it up and gentrify it and make it all kind of uh, nice. But then we thought, well, we can't do that. If- Middle class. <laughs> well, a wee bit, you know, but I mean, we're, 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 we're trying to do it all uh, in, an, well, in an appropriate way. You know, uh, my wife's keen to get native wildflowers all over the place and to make it home for bees and bugs and all that kind of stuff. And you only had the one egg in the nest. Well, this is this is where the the story takes a sad turn so if you want to put some sad music underneath this bed (laughs) so there was a duck egg and then we were all like okay brilliant and then uh, later on in the afternoon the duck egg was gone and so we were just like oh something's had it and so we, we sort of put on our investigative hats and tried to figure out so in the, in the front garden there's a couple of holes the size of a sort of Pringles tube or something like that which we think are maybe weasels my wife's seen a weasel at least once so it's weasels or stoats or something like that so we thought it's, it's, it's maybe a weasel's popped up and had it We, th- we think it's unlikely it's been a fox and we think it might be a crow so we've gone through this sort of list of mm, kind of wow. who it could be trying to figure it out you'll have to invest in a in a camera trap <laughs> yeah yeah well because i'm scottish and cheap i wouldn't spend money on anything so, <laughs> so i've got I've, I've, I've got old kit lying around so i've got i took an old sort of cheap fake gopro thing and tried to resurrect that but the battery's old so i've got hundreds and hundreds of photos of everything that happened prior to the egg getting stolen and then the bat- oh, <laughs> no so we've done that a couple of times so the egg disappeared and then uh, we thought all oh, right that's that you know that that'll be game over but but the the lady duck came back and laid another egg she, she went again and and sort yeah. of began to literally feathered the nest a wee bit the egg wasn't terrifically well hidden uh, and the same same bloody thing happened you know so the sort of the egg was there in the morning wow. and then it's weird because we wouldn't know the duck was there and then about nine o'clock in the morning we'd see the lady duck just wander off looked like she was going to work essentially <laughs> she was like i see you you know with yeah lunch pail under her, <laughs> under her wing and off she went uh, and then she'd come back under cover of darkness you know so we wouldn't see her she'd come back literally like after we'd closed the curtains and it was sort of, must be sort of after 10 o'clock at night, something like that. Um, so she'd just be she'd be quite haphazard with the the maintenance of of the egg and the uh, and the caring for the nest and all that sort of stuff. Would she be a, a young mother? Do you reckon, colleague? I haven't a clue. You don't want to add ducks. I, I don't, I'm not a big duck guy. <laughs> I don't know, but she doesn't sound like she's well up on on like. <laughs> she needs to do a bit of googling. She, she needs she needs to uh, get one of those uh, how to books on on first time you know egg layers. <laughs> See how she gets on after that. Yeah, oh, the, the fascinating thing that I find about ducks is that. Um, they obviously want to ensure the greatest chance of survival for their young, so they don't build their nests anywhere near water because, of course, there's lots of water predators who will who will pop in and, and munch away on the on the young. So they they fly away from water and they they hide beautifully. Like generally, they hide beautifully, like in our Apart back from garden. This mad duck. Apart from this one, um, in our back garden, the only time you'll know you had a duck's uh, nest is when she's gone. And you find it later, like much later. Or you hide beautifully. Or you see her doing the long march with the yeah. But that's the thing. Cross roads and exactly, and that's that's what I was going to say. The the mad thing is, so they they fly in order to protect their ducklings. Then of course 
when they go back to water, the ducklings can't fly. So they have this march and it ends up being, as Colly said, over fences, walls, roadways and crazy stuff. And that's where you get all the, the pictures in the paper of traffic yeah. coming to a standstill and people rescuing ducks or ducks walking I'm over grills. I'm sure there's about five billion duck baby videos on YouTube. Yeah, of at the stage. Do you know what species of duck it was by any chance? I, I think it's just a, a common or garden mallard. I don't think there's anything. I don't think there was... It's so odd that she's just coming and laying yeah. one egg and then disappearing. That's really mad. We should try and find a duck expert. We'll find a duck expert to we answer will. these questions for we're, you. We're on the case, <laughs> Jeff. Is there anything you want to know about uh, Mrs. Duck, apart from why she's so crap at being a mother? Well, I mean, my suspicions, I think, are the same as yours, that this is her first gig at, uh, you know, and she's figuring it out. So mm. we got, you know, we were kind of monitoring the egg. And so we lost the first four or five disappeared. And then at one stage, we got up mm. to having two eggs in the nest, you know, so we went a couple of days without a predator taking it away. Um, so we were kind of like, all oh, right, OK, maybe we've cracked it. But of course, once a predator knows that you can go and just help yourself, then they're, they're just going to keep checking that spot. So we, so we had the heartbreak of yep. coming back one day and both eggs being gone. And, you know, it, it's... Um, stupidly invested in this you know it's like just really i was absolutely heartbroken by it it's hard not to it's hard not to yeah yeah you have them named you have them sent to college exactly. everything you know but in fairness jeff what were you like with your first child oh fucking clueless yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. right let us know if there's anything is there anything else you'd like us to find out about your mallard from our expert that we're going to find. I mean, I, it, it confuses me the fact that a mother can lay an egg and then go away for like a day and then come back and then sit on it or whatever. And so, I mean, I was wondered about, you know, my, my understanding because I'm I'm not I'm not bright and I don't know anything. I thought that if you lay an egg, then you kind of had to keep you had to keep it warm. You couldn't just leave it because it's cold. It's been like sub zero overnight here, you know. So I was wondering, are those eggs insulated? Would they survive being left in sub zero temperatures? I know myself, and I'm only uh, speaking from the breeding of quail, which I which I do um, as a little side project to, to to feed myself lovely quail eggs and and act much richer than I am. Um, I know that when you're trying to hatch them, you take the eggs away. Um, and same with chicken eggs as well. You can take them away and put them in a cool place and you keep them there for a few days until you're ready to incubate them all mm. together. So I would imagine it might be something similar with your mallard. Right. Now, again, we will have to talk mm -hmm. to a proper duck expert well, I mean, she, she's um, she's now disappeared. After the two eggs were gone, we haven't seen her for 48 hours. So we've left, I think the RSPB website said you can leave sort of cooked potatoes out for them and, and, you know, a little water source. So she's got a big kind of bin lid. She's got like a one duck pond like that she could sit, like a bin lid that she can sit on. And we've been cooking extra potatoes for her. But she's disappeared, so we'd like her back if we can. Right, we'll, <laughs> we'll see what we could do with voice-wise. God... Boiled or cooked potatoes for ducks. It's come a long way since the old stale bread we used to throw into the ponds, isn't yeah. it? What do we have in next caviar? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you're supposed to give them defrosted frozen peas now, isn't it? That's what, that's what you're recommending. Yeah, it, yeah. it is all good yeah. advice, all joking aside. It's yeah. great advice because they, they do get rather sick with the, with the, with the old bread. Yeah. 
But that's a fascinating tale, a tragic tale, but still yeah, uh, yeah. something we might learn something from. And Absolutely. hopefully that duck mother will learn something from it as well. <laughs> Not to put your nests on the ground beside a weasel hole. <laughs> Bad neighbourhood. Yeah, get me, get me some facts. That'd be grand. And so we went looking for a duck spurt and found one in Trinity College, Dublin. Hello, testing, testing. Now, I'm in TCD with my good friend Fionn, uh, who's a PhD student in the College in Zoology here and is a top man to talk about boards, <laughs> the feathered kind. Um, we're wearing masks just in case we sound a little bit uh, blurry. So can we, we were talking about Jeff's duck and the fact that it was laying eggs, disappearing and the eggs were being predated on by whatever was taking them. Can you explain what's going on there? Yeah, so I suppose if you think about it from the duck's perspective, it's quite a taxing thing to be laying these eggs every single day. So usually she'll take a recess. I think it's usually twice a day she takes this recess where she goes off and she kind of preens and forages and things like that. So it's only a few minutes at a time, usually, I think. I don't know if that lines up with uh, with what's been observed there. But um, during that time, while she's still laying the eggs, you'd expect usually the male to still be kind of on the scene, ah. kind of guarding the area and stuff. And then, you know, if they need to lay another clutch, then they uh, presumably can. In this case, though, it sounds like uh, the male isn't around. Maybe maybe something's happened to him or maybe it's a more inexperienced pair or something and they seem to be having quite bad luck with it. But um, hopefully it works out OK for them. Well, that explains a lot. So she has... Uh... No baby daddy there to look after the, the eggs or she's relatively inexperienced. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. You're, no you're, you're an absolute gent. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking time out your day. Thanks, Dolly. The Critter Shed is a red hair media production hosted by Collie Ennis and Colette Kinsella. And as always, a huge thank you to our Patreon supporters who help us to keep this show on the road. The Critter Shed is part of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts. As is my podcast, Not Without My Sister. You can find more great shows on thewarren.ie. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns